Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. <laughs> and welcome to Hella in, in Your Thirties. This week we go to the movies. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. Oh, my God. I just hope you have dreams in your heart and in your mind right now. Muriel had a quote the other day that I had to write down. What was it? It was, uh, you were like, I just want to manifest an appreciation for this time of of our life you know because we've been up and down i'm not gonna it's been you know it's been up and down but there's like the space to have to appreciate life and i just thought that was beautiful and i don't know if we did anything to help manifest appreciation but even just having that quote and then writing it down and then saying it out loud right now feels like steps towards uh, manifesting appreciation. I think that's what you do. That's like a mantra. Yeah, something, right. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that all they, is that all the positive people do? It's they like, say like, and I am great and I am happy and yeah. I am wealthy. <laughs> yeah, right. You say that a bunch of times a day and you're like, damn, man, look at me. I know. I remember Shara told me one time she read, um, what's the thing called the dream or whatever? The, oh, the secret? The secret. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, she, there's just like this thing you're supposed to say which is money comes to me in abundance easily or something. And she just said that to herself like a bunch in one day. And then she found like $50 on the ground What? and I never did it, but I really, really, when I was still waiting tables, I wanted to go up to someone and when I dropped the check, just be like money comes to me easily and in great abundance <laughs> and just walk away. <laughs> I never did it. I I didn't have the guts. I know, but you did I a thought lot of other of, shit. Yeah, dude. I did a lot of other shit. <laughs> I I definitely I definitely thought of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I absolutely in my early days, especially working at La Casino up on Capitol Hill in Seattle, I got to I chewed out customers in ways that I I realize now career servers perhaps would dream of being able to chew customers out. I mean, honestly, Nick, you come home and tell me things that you did at work yeah. all the time, like <laughs> on a regular basis. And you have for the last 15 years. And every time I have to go, did you actually say that? <laughs> and every time you go, yeah, I mean, it was cool. <laughs> I do remember one time I, I, uh, these guys, whatever they didn't, they, these Russian dudes like didn't tip and were shitty and then they left something and came back and it was like a hat or something. I was like, yeah, here's, here's your thing. And he looked at me weird and I was like, you guys didn't tip. And when you don't tip, you cost me money. Cause I have to tip out the kitchen. I have to tip out the runner. So you cost me money. And then, um, that girl Osley saw that uh-huh. and then someone did that to her and she chased them down the street and like told them off cause she felt really inspired by me, but they were the owner's friends oh, and then she no. got in hell of trouble and she was just like, I go, I'll never try to pretend to be like you ever again. <laughs> that was wild. That's also the place where somebody paid on a hundred dollar tab. They like left you like a hundred and one dollars. So there was like 
49 cents. Yeah. And then you took the 49 cents and ran down the street and told them they forgot their change. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right, this is my boy. That was also the place where a very much older woman who was married to one of the managers there was in love with me. And one day I totally made like a completely innocuous nothing joke about how like, I just like joked. I was like, I'm a little boy or something like that. And she like freaked out. No, this is what you said. You said, Alma, I'm not a, I'm not a little boy. I'm a man. Like as, as 1000% a joke with like a joking voice and the whole thing. And she got so upset and she cornered me and she looked me in the eye and she was like, I know you're not a boy. You are a man. And then she never talked to me again. It was that like, everyone was in love with that. We, <laughs> we worked at that place. There was another lady who worked at the deli across the street at the QFC. And, uh, <laughs> and, Oh yeah, that was intense. Yeah. And Nick came in there. He had been flirting with her this whole time. That's a hard word. Lowercase F. Okay, fine. You've been flirting with her the whole time. <laughs> no, and then I came in that. there and she was like, lost her mind she, did she cry yeah she like cried and like ran away and it was like a whole thing and i was like we were trying to order something like turkey yeah i was like Can we get some turkey it was so lame. we were like on south beach like living <laughs> in this apartment like 22 She's yeah like, whatever right. i don't care She's yeah. like, Hello, mean, and like ran away i was like what did you do uh, i was the most popular boy in all of capitol hill they loved you we used to oh man they, everyone loved you. i know i used to go to this gay bar and order what was my drink i think we've talked he, about this on i podcast. know but he used to order White, White Russians <laughs> with non-fat milk and vanilla vodka. That was Nikki's drink. And he but only at that one time. bar. Only at that one bar. Because yes, they had non-fat milk behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> bar is like, non-fat milk? <laughs> so you're out here and they were just like literally like... I think your cousin was working there. Your cousin lived. Oh, yeah. I think and so, too. And she yeah. said, like, oh, yeah, I talked to the bartenders, and they were, like, new about you. Yeah, right. like, That's your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> You're all, like, this cute, burly, little hairy thing. Oh, my God. You're, like, all skinny from your South Beach. You know, it's uh, <laughs> the first photo we were ever tagged together on on Facebook was at that bar. Oh, I don't remember that. Well, I took a screenshot of it and then I deleted it because we were so skinny. I couldn't stand to look at it. Oh, <laughs> too skinny. All right, too Nikki, skinny. what are we doing this week? We are having a movie date night, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we are where having, are we going for that date night? We are going to our bedroom. Because we lied to you. We lied. But <laughs> yeah. guess what? Okay, the thing is, yes. is that movie theaters are not open. And right. that used to be the only, we got an AMC card. Yeah. Well, that was sorry. Sorry, people are yelling outside. I'm going to close the windows real quick. Let's pause real quick. Well, I think it was Danny yelling, Muriel. Our friend lives in the neighborhood. I think he heard us, our loud ass talking with our open windows. Muriel! And then 80 other people started yelling. So, okay, anyways, we're back to it. Date night. What are we talking about? AMC Movie Pass. We used to do this thing. Yeah. Okay, we've done some podcasts about it. Basically, you get a card and you get unlimited movies or yeah. some sort of version of unlimited movies. Right, plus your brother bought us like a year's worth of it. So, for us, it was like free. Yeah, so that was like our entire thing since Christmas was yeah. just like we walk up to the movie theater we have popcorn. Yeah. We have Tank 7s, which are my favorite beer for like years and years and it's years. It's a farmhouse saison brewed in Kansas City, and it is so damn good. It's one of my, I don't know if it's my favorite beer, but it's like a top five or top ten for a, since for like 
10 or plus years. It's, like it's a really good beer. It's like a comfort beer too. It's like, I don't know, whatever. So we go in there, we watch a movie, even if it's bad, we don't care because we didn't pay for the ticket. Can I say one more thing about Tank 7? What? No, this is an important detail. What? It's It's LA, so they would, people wouldn't really order it that much, I guess, but the beer's on tap at this place were always so fresh. And we would go off, let me tell you, popcorn, mm. beer, sometimes a pretzel. Yes. And that was the best. And now every the world is on fire and yes. there is no thing we can do. But here's the thing. Yeah. We got stuff to make popcorn. Yes. Like fun, fancy popcorn. We got tank seven. We walked. We even walked to get tank right, seven. Right, because the whole rule is that if you you like if you want to go see a movie and yeah. you want all of the fun things, you have to walk your walk ass there up the hill. It doesn't really burn as many calories as you consume on any level. Definitely not. But it just like helps you feel like you earned the night. Yeah, it's just like leg day, you know. Yeah, so we it's walked- leg and stomach it's leg day and stomach lazy day yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. that's right it's neither of those (laughs) so we walked to whole foods and we got some tank seven and fancy popcorn stuff yeah and we took our chairs that we used to put on the roof for sunbathing for muriel's birthday we got very very comfortable outdoor lounge chairs for those of us like who didn't weren't privy to the whole uh patreon hamilton episode yes we do occasionally set these chairs up (laughs) inside in our one bedroom apartment (laughs) they're very big and they're meant for the outside Uh, there's nothing there's no better way to transform your one bedroom apartment into a trailer than just bringing your lawn furniture inside yeah it's dusty as shit put it up (laughs) got the hella cup holders yeah right place for your sunglasses well and it has the lounge factor that the a AMC chairs had, you know what I mean? Like it's our most comfortable like chairs. Yeah. Because the thing is, is we hang out in our room on our couch and we watch TV. We do that basically every single night, right? Is it comfortable? It's no, no, it is comfortable. I disagree. (laughs) It's super comfortable. We could be in bed. We could do all the things that we do when we watch TV, but this is not TV night. No, this is this date is movie night. night. This is movie night. We are transforming our house into an AMC tonight <laughs> yeah. because I am fucking sick of it. <laughs> yeah, right. So the other really <laughs> special thing that's happening tonight. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So everybody knows who Tom Hardy is, right? And he's like super hot. We love him. He's a great actor. One of the best. One, one of, of the my best. favorites. His so, movies are always good. Always good. Always interesting. He's great. Needs to get some chapstick, but we love him, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking big old chaplains, but we love him. Now, also, we all know who Al Capone is, right? Yes. Okay. Doesn't need, ch- does not need chapstick. Couldn't be greasier. Couldn't be greasier. <laughs> He's out there just doing his greaseball thing. Al yeah. Capone is crazy, right? Like this <laughs> crazy guy, right? So, there's a movie out there that was gonna be released that we were super excited about to see in the theater. Yes, it was like one of the most. Yes, incredibly anticipated for both. It's like super high, sort of. Um, what's the word? Like I don't know. Mm, like expectation. Uh huh. Right. Like it could deliver really hard. Yes. Plus it's insanely like poignant train wreck aspects. Yes. It's 
Tom Hardy. Yes. As Al Capone. Yes. And the at name the of end the- of his life. <laughs> yes, yes. So Tom Hardy is now playing what, like a 75, 80 year old dude? No, he's way younger than that. Well, he looks really old <laughs> in the movies. Okay, he's playing Al Capone, dying of syphilis at the end of his life, who has some hidden treasure <laughs> at his mansion. The movie and is- And it's comp- a drama. It's a, well, uh, yeah, it's drama. drama. The, the name <laughs> on Amazon, the category is drama art house suspense. Which so. is like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I- swore this was a comedy the movie is called capone yes and we've been wanting to see this for so long the trailer what how much what? was it it was like so then after all the movie theaters closed right so we we're, were trying to stream it right so you could get it for like 20 bucks right or which is like 20 bucks i tried to buy like a dollar 99 movie what was it like clueless or something and nick got so mad at me <laughs> he was like i don't want to waste my money on that and i was like it's a dollar ninety-nine. <laughs> So, so in the grand scheme of like Amazon movies in our house, yeah, right. you're not allowed to rent anything that costs money. <laughs> so, but we were really like, all right, well, 20 bucks for this movie in particular. I haven't want to, I have not wanted to have seen a movie this bad in so long. The trailer is truly confounding. It's <laughs> Tom Hardy is, it, well, first of all, it's not so much that he has syphilis yet. It's that he may or may not be pretending to be mentally insane. Okay, so wait, I want to take a, put a quick pin in this. Okay, good. So the first half of this is our expectation. Yes. Right? The second half of this is going to be the review. Yes. And the review, we're going to try really, really hard to yeah. do it like complete justice and do like a crazy academic review of this movie. Yeah, because we've talked a lot of trash about different movies and we're constantly mentioning our shows we like, blah, blah, blah. But we actually are going to attempt to do a legitimate movie review. Yeah. 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 And kind of like have different opinions and maybe ask each other questions and like go back and forth sort of like on NPR or something. Yeah. On NPR and like kind of challenge each other, but we're trying to be like film critics on this. Right. So right now, like you'll get like a whole like example, basically like right now, I think all we can do is say what we think the film is about. So all we know is it's Tom Hardy. Yes. And he is playing so syphilis at its latest stages. If you don't know this, uh-huh. also causes like really horrific brain damage. Fair enough. Okay, right. I, I hear you. So saying, that's but. what they say. They think Capone died of. Right. It also gives you terrible facial sores. Right. Right. And so this movie is at his estate in Florida. In Florida, where there's alligators. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. If you watch the trailer, you're like, what's going on? We're going to put a link to the show notes. So if you want to pause and go watch the trailer, yeah, you can like, we can't truly do it justice. But the thing you won't find in the trailer that yeah. apparently, based on some reviews we've heard, is very prominent yeah. is that there is a super strong presence of fart noises in this movie. He's constantly pooping his pants, and apparently. Like he has to wear an adult diaper. He's pooping <laughs> yeah. his pants constantly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, really intense moments are. <laughs> They're supposed to be punctuated by farting and pooping. And we don't know, like, the trailer doesn't tell you that. No. But the people that we listen to on NPR were doing their, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They were saying, like, <laughs> you know, this is happening. But even in that review, yeah, that person could not say it was a bad movie. She was like, I don't know what I was watching. Yes, right. But this was happening. Right. And the guy said, oh, it's, it's a little overboard. And she's yeah. like, I think that if you look at this through a different lens, yeah. 
this might be a masterpiece. Right. But you have to like accept it. And if you ever watch Swiss Army Men, which is a great movie. Yeah. One of our very favorites. It's Harry Potter and the dude from. Uh, there Will no, Be Blood. Yeah. There Will Be Blood. And the dude from There Will Be Blood takes Harry Potter's corpse and rides him around this bay. And he uses his like leg as a throttle, but the thing that g- makes them go is that Harry Potter's corpse is like farting. Yeah, but right. it's also an art house drama. Yeah, you know what I'm suspense. saying? And it's suspense. <laughs> and when yeah. we saw that in the theater, it was all hipsters. We were all together. We were all hipsters waiting for like this movie to start. It was really mood, like a mood piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we're like they're amazing. It starts actors. like the opening image is like this guy about to kill himself. There Will Be Blood is about to hang himself and then he sees a corpse on the beach so he doesn't commit suicide and he goes over and then within like three minutes starts riding this fart propelled corpse around the bay. And that is also not in the trailers. So <laughs> yeah. all the people who went to go see that movie did not know that was going to happen. Yeah. And it was these, he was ripping these huge farts as a motorboat and he's riding the corpse yeah, around yeah, this yeah. bay. And I remember in that theater, the fucking energy of like realizing that that was happening was like one of the coolest, like the coolest movie experience I ever had was watching, um, uh, uh, get out on opening night Yeah, was like in a pack movie theater was like the coolest experience I've ever had. But this was the second. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, like a lazy Thursday night. Yeah, right. You know, maybe 150 hipsters in a 500 seat theater. Right. We're all sitting there. We've all seen the thing. We thought like this is going to be cool and Harry Potter's and right. whatever, whatever. It's like kind of fake Michelle Goundry, but yes. that's okay. Yeah, right, right, It's right. supposed to be good. And then the farts. And yeah. you're just like, oh, <laughs> this is, this is make, and I remember that elevating my yeah, experience and being right. like, I have no idea yeah. what the next two hours are going to be like. So, right. So basically what so, you're saying is. I'm saying. Al Capone might start ripping farts and duking in his pants. And it might elevate. Yeah, I think. Yeah, right. And I, I'm yeah. super like thinking that that would be the case for me. Yeah. Like, so I'm not going to count it out. Like, oh, for sure not. No. no, I'm so excited for the dookie sounds because the NPR people were really like I mean the sound design was really intense and uh, and most of it had to do with the pooping and the pants noises yeah but then they couldn't say it was all bad yeah right you know and I so kind the, of the thing about this is like Tom Hardy is uh, I think he's a brilliant actor we, have, we didn't see Venom I want to see Venom but I've always loved everything he's ever done do what you remember my dad and Venom your dad thinks Venom is like the best movie. That yeah, was but ever do you remember made. the thing that happened when my dad said he watched Venom and didn't know? I can't tell if you're asking me because you want me to remember to fill in the details, or you're do actually you asking. Fuck. Okay, my dad was like, "I love Venom. Venom is so great." Yeah. I love Tom Hardy. Yeah. And the greatest thing about it was I didn't even know Tom Hardy was playing Venom. Yeah, right, yeah. But I've watched Venom. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I've never seen it, but that seemed insane to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but good actors will do that. There's that dude that's in that movie Loving that we watched. Oh, yeah, it's the, about yeah. the white dude and the, the light-skinned yeah. mixed girl, and yeah. they're like an interracial couple back in when racist times, what was whatever. He in, then... We watched that movie and I thought he was brilliant and she was brilliant. I really love that movie. And then right away, we watched that completely awful 
um, not Jennifer Love Hewitt, the one I actually like, Jennifer Lawrence, that horrible Russian spy movie where she's like the oh, ballerina. and he was the one who like was the evil dude. He was like the other main character and we watched that entire movie and it wasn't until like two weeks later when I saw he was in, I think he played like a, um, like a cyborg character or like a mutant or something in a Will Smith Netflix movie that I didn't see. And, and then I was like, Oh, he's in that. Wasn't he just in loving? And I looked him up and he had just been in that whole stupid movie we watched. And it's like, Hey, I mean, the movie was God awful. Red Swan or Red Swallow or something like that. (laughs) Red Swallow. I think it's Red Sparrow. A swallow is a kind of bird, Nick. Mm, I'm pretty sure there's some Freudian slippage, but I can't put my finger on it. I know. I really am like, what are you implying? Jennifer Lawrence, man. I fucking love her. But uh, my point being is that I, that like people do do that. People are so amazing that it'll it'll take a while for you to really realize it. So and Tom that's Hardy, like what people say Al Pacino does, which he fucking doesn't, and he's weak as shit. No one says that about who the hell you says always, that ever said that about Al Pacino. They all think that. I think people associate Al Pacino with their favorite character, like Scarface or whatever. I mean, but- okay, we won't get into this. <laughs> I don't want to go all the, into this. Al Pacino's so overrated. I wish I could just jump out of the window. And also, I think because of Scarface, they say he has range. Because <laughs> he was quiet in Godfather and screamed in, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Scarface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to give a shout out because Nick is always saying if we get famous that 50s because I've talked a lot of shit about 50 Cent on this podcast. (laughs) Nick's always saying he's worried that somebody's going to be like, fuck them. And then he's worried that 50 Cent's going to challenge me. It's like (laughs) so stupid and weak. And then, but I think this is another one of those where like, you know. I'm challenging Al Pacino, and I feel like you're <laughs> uncomfortable about it. No, I'm not uncomfortable about that. I I want I want you to. I've we've talked about this on the podcast too. But my dream, if I was ultra ultra rich, would be to remake Scarface with you doing an Al Pacino impression the whole time. And I think that dream might happen in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, because we're running out of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we might just do it. We might just use our flip phone uh, camera. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, my, here's what I'm talking about. What? Sorry, I interrupted Tom you so Hardy. Bad. Okay. Also, is not just playing Al Capone in this movie. He's like making an insane choice. Like he's going hard, right? So I remember, like when we did, when we first took our web series Fam Club. Who everyone who's sick of it, sorry, but whoever hasn't heard about this, Muriel played this really nerdy character. She was Drake's sister, so dorky and embarrassing that Drake feels like he has to hide her in Canada away from the public, right? That's right. But this character was so over the top and it was so fun to create and do. But then when we did our very first film festival and suddenly we're in a theater full of strangers, the idea is like, we're trying so hard that if it is a swing and a miss, like it's an immediate strike one and you're out. Like there's no three strikes. Like it is a hard biff if this does not work. We kept doing and- these like screenings. We we did a ton of screenings like because we did a bunch of film festivals and like I would go up and like we would take turns kind of introduce, like they want to talk to the filmmakers. The right? Q and A's after the screenings. Right. So you'd be like, okay, you know, and yeah. like literally dudes would be like, 
oh, what what part did you what what did you do? Were you the editor? Or like, yeah, what right. did you do? Yeah. And I was literally like in every single scene. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing that was the difference between what I look like and what I was doing on screen was these giant fake eyebrows that I had <laughs> yeah. glued to my face. It was a, like I would just be like, come on, man, I look just like that. Like how is that? And they were like, they're like, oh. and then one time the best one was some guy goes like, well, you're much better looking in person. <laughs> So anyways, uh, Tom Hardy is pulling a Muriel level of like either like he's going so hard and the movie looks so bad that it's completely befuddling to me like what the dynamic of the production was like who pitched who the vision I don't even know who the director is like I I don't know anything about this yeah I I will say that all the cameos of other kind of known faces Shatner's in it Coop from uh, what's it's called? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is in it. Neil Brennan Lean is Neil Brennan is in it. Uh, like, one of those guys, not James Franco, but the one that kind of looks like him, who's older. Not oh, a Damon. I always think he looks like um. He looks uh, like a the bunch guy of from people. Sugar Ray. Yeah, he looks like the guy from Sugar Ray. He's in yeah. a million things. He was in The Outsiders. He's like a famous good actor. Anyways, I will say that every time a known face is in it, that's not Tom Hardy. It looks so bad that my. my I'm just like, what was going on? Why did they wait. make this movie? I think, no, I think the trailer, I would take a different angle okay. and say, I actually think the trailer looks really good. Mm-hmm. I think it looks kind of like high energy, yeah. like bold, big. It's kind of like the scar face for our ages. And I cannot wait to see it. <laughs> I've been wanting to see it for so long. And then, okay. then the fart thing, I'm like, when we saw that, when we like heard that on the radio, yeah, I was right. like, that's in the tr- like. Why didn't they put that in the trailer? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you would have had so many more people. Watch I it. really, I'm gonna be so disappointed if there's just like one. If there's less than like ten big poop your pants fart noises, then I'll be like, oh, they kind of overstated it in that review. So we're gonna see less than ten. I think less than three well-timed ones. <laughs> you're right. The timing okay, is okay. I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> if enough. There's like well-timed ones. Yeah. You're gonna be like. They do that. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and it's then, also curious to know, like, is it a fart or is it a full on like shit your huge pants? Because they're acting like thing. it's a shit your pants thing. Yeah. It's a right. whole like a whole like bubbly thing. Yeah. Now the dialogue is so bad. There's a scene. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but this is the trailer. There's a line that goes. You know what the difference is between Hitler and Al Capone? <laughs> Hitler's dead, and Al Capone is living in a mansion in Florida. That's <laughs> like, the <laughs> difference. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Wow, these dialogue writers are real snappy They're these snappy, days. They're snappy, man. I didn't realize Al Capone literally had an entire country-sized <laughs> army. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you're just like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. And the fact that they thought that that would be, unless that ends up being, like, ironic. Yeah, right. You know, like... I like, think that guy dies from Capone's gas. Yeah. You know, like, farting in his See, face. And here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. The movie of Swiss Army Man was so much better than the trailer. I think yeah. it was so much better. Right. It was, the movie itself was too scary to really do an accurate trailer. Scary so they, meaning risky. Yeah. It's risky. not like an actual scary movie. No, like right. risky. Like people I think were like, okay, well, we've got these two big names and Harry Potter's in it. Yeah, like right. da, 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 da. And so like we're going to make it like more Michelle Gondry. Like we're yeah, going to make right. it like magical realism yeah, and right. beautiful. And like, it's which gonna, it also actually is. It is. But I get However, what you're saying. However, yeah. 
if the real inciting incident is riding a farting corpse across the bay <laughs> yeah. for like 15 minutes, yeah. then you can't be sitting here saying, oh, well, we're not going to put that in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. There's so much shit going on that like never made it. That's like you're, that's the best part of the fucking movie. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing about like, you know, that's the thing about Capone right. is that I see glimmers in Capone where if you added shit your pants to that, right. it would it would catapult it in some other direction. For instance, in the trailer, like shortly after the that classic, really well written, snappy Hitler line, <laughs> there's this there's this thing where Al Capone is sitting in a swamp with his legs out, and an alligator r- rises between his crotch, and it's like the idea is like, oh shit, Al Capone's gonna get his dick off, bitten off by this alligator. But what if then Al Capone shot a bunch of diarrhea into the water? So to so. It, made the alligator go so away. if that happened like yeah. legitimately yeah. i think people would be like we have to watch this movie <laughs> yeah right. i'm serious so you don't think it's gonna happen then because no because I'm no one has told us to watch this punches movie on the fucking trailer yeah i think they're too scared to say what they actually did right okay so i think it is important to say at this point is this movie is no longer new and it is not it was twenty dollars <laughs> and then it went to 99 cents and today we figured out it was free on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is a so, big catalyst for our family watching it tonight. Yeah. It's me, Nick, and the three kitties. Yes. And uh, we're going to watch it because Nick's not going to screech at me. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing is I was like, you know what? Because you had mentioned, like, we should watch that movie. Like, I think that'd be a Did fun I episode. Did I mention it? Like, a hundred times. Because you're the best wife in the world. And literally the coolest person. Oh, but come on. You are. And don't even say, oh, come on. That's irritating. All right. You're immediately no longer cool. But <laughs> my point being is that I was like, all right, you know what? It's totally worth it. There really isn't a movie I've wanted to see this bad in, I don't know, years, basically. I'm, like, so excited to see this movie. It's totally worth the 20 bucks. It'll be for the podcast. Let's do it. Then we looked it up and it was 99 cents. And I said, well, that's just 20 more dollars that we can spend on beer. Then we came <laughs> home and now it's free. So I really had $20 and 99 cents. That's uh, right. Anyways, it's all upside from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's movie night. It's date night. I'm having the time of my life. I you know? cannot. I literally cannot wait. I'm so excited. Okay. I do want to take a quick thing because, okay, Muriel and I, we were just kind of lied in the beginning of this kind of set it up as if like, Oh, we're buying popcorn for the first time. I think it's important to tell the people that our popcorn situation these days, we got an air popper. Okay. Yes, which is amazing because that is no calories added for making your own damn popcorn. And <laughs> then we got, could see how hard you're pointing your finger. <laughs> I, I'm doing my wave. I'm like an orchestrator. I'm like bugs bunny, you know, doing the symphony or whatever. And then we have all of this fun, the zero calorie, seasoning we have frank's hot sauce powder we have (laughs) some weird zero calorie um uh what's that fake butter powder and we got i can't believe it's not butter spray zero calories so first of all you get the popcorn popping and as it's coming out you spray it with your spray so it gets a little um moist right then you start putting your mixtures on there okay so we have the franks we have the fake butter powder we have nutritional yeast we do salt Boom, you throw it in there, bing it a bing bing. Then if it's up to me and it's it's my bowl, I add some parmesan to it too. You know what I mean? Do you really? I did that once and you hated on me, but I just wanted to act like I do it every time for the podcast. I don't sake. remember any of that. <laughs> One time you were like, I don't like parmesan on popcorn, and I was like, How how that was actually a very nick thing of you. Cause I feel like out of all the things, I'd be like, I love Parmesan or I love such and such in every circumstance. And then one time you'd suggest we do that thing, and I'm like, uh, no. And that's like a 
pretty common Nick behavior. Yeah. But in this circumstance, it was a very um, Muriel uh, thing to do. You're rubbing you know? off on me, baby. Nick yeah. got mad at me today because we were wearing the exact same outfit when the cable guy came. Oh in my <laughs> god, we got our internet hopefully fixed. And I walked in and we were both wearing uh, dark kind of olive green T-shirts and uh, dark blue shorts. <laughs> and it was just a lot. And that guy was awesome and I loved him. What's um, his name, Kevin? His name was Kevin. He works for AT&T. He is great. I love the technical people. The only times that technical people have come into our house are literally always the best people. Whenever you call AT&T or any of these corporations, whoever you talk to on the other line, God bless them. They're wonderful people. And if you work for a company like that, my heart is with you. But the type of legal jargon that they go through is so intense that by the end of it, I feel like I have been physically assaulted. I love my mad dad over here. <laughs> mad dad is on the rampage. He does not like it. Yesterday, mad dad forgot to hang up his phone and he ranted about the woman he was talking to. And then we were sitting in there and then we heard this, hello? <laughs> yeah, because they won't hang no, up. They won't hang, hang up. up. And the thing you're, is. You're, you're going like, yeah, she's just like, well, I don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> we're sitting there just like, oh, never mind. And then there's like this silence. Just, hello? Because <laughs> here's the thing. If she had been listening to what I was saying, she would know that I was ending the conversation. But she's on her script. And God bless her. And I was not rude to her. You, you said heard me. goodbye. And then you forgot to. You didn't hit the good. The right. I said goodbye. I said, thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. But then I just didn't hang up. And that's what happened. Yeah. You know. And I kept her on speaker while I complained about how awful corporate culture is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of corporate culture, um, we're going to watch Amazon Prime. I'm so excited. Our chairs are all set up. Our kittens are probably hiding in the drawers somewhere. We'll find them. They're literally their favorite places to get inside the dresser and then sleep in Nick's underwear. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so uh, it's, and 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 God, that's probably the only non-sweaty fabric in this whole apartment. It's so hot. It's like a billion degrees. It's like a billion. It's really horrible. So Okay, we have our Tank 7s. Cheers, cheers. Muriel. So good. <laughs> okay, life is great. I don't know. I'm happy. Are you? Are we manifesting an appreciation for this time in our life? I really am right now. Okay, great. I can't wait. Al Capone! <laughs> Red alert, red alert, it's ad time. That's right, man. Hey, we know, you know, we know, you know, we know we have a Patreon, right? Yes, so if you're a regular listener and you get some value out of this podcast and you feel like you can afford a couple of bucks a month, please consider supporting Hella in Your 30s on Patreon.com. Boom, out! Well, this is going to be the most professional movie review you guys have ever heard with an added bonus that the movie critics are back in the movie theater to record the actual review. Why is that, Nikki? Because we are in our lawn chairs. We are in our bedroom, our little AMC, um, uh, American or uh, something, American Montgomery <laughs> Castellini theaters. And we are well there's also another reason why we're back in the saddle okay well, well what happened was is we watched capone and it was it was it was what it was and then we <laughs> just hung out until 3 a.m talking we just were up so late we haven't done that <laughs> like we've been going to bed at like 10 o'clock because there's yeah. nothing to do yeah right so this was like an old school 
sit up, drink whiskey, talk, play with the cats. And then I looked at the phone and it was three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I've had off. a headache for two days. Yeah. So then the next morning we only slept for like five hours, which was nice because I woke up still kind of drunk, which means I wasn't hungover. <laughs> but I was brain dead all day. And we were just, we watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Princess Bride in bed. We we're like, we're not doing anything. <laughs> like, well, let's re- just record the review on Sunday morning. So here we are. Sunday morning movie reviews. That's right. Okay. Muriel, how are people? Okay. So we have to be professional about okay, this. Okay. So that's this, what is a, this is the, the format that we've decided on. Yes. Um, we're going to lay out <laughs> our just generalities, basic generalities. There are going to be spoiler alerts, but guess what? The movie didn't make that much sense, so <laughs> yeah, right. you wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. And then we're just going <laughs> to kind of go through. We're going to try to be as academic about this as possible. Yes. We're going to do lay out some generalities, and then we're going to go through. And uh, like it, we're just going to exchange notes. So we had notebooks the whole time, and we took a bunch of notes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking that was going to help us be like really urbane yeah. and like really like have organized thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just picked up my notebook and read it, and I... <laughs> <laughs> it's like really rough so yeah <laughs> but we just thought that would be the most fun part so we're gonna yeah. go through and just uh go point by point so first of all yes uh capone it's set in 1931 it is um it's on capone's estate at the end of his life and in florida in florida um <laughs> he's 48 so in terms of the argument we had earlier where I said he's 85 yeah. and Nick said he's much younger. I I mean, I did in my notes several times write in all caps, how old is this man? Yeah, right. I really couldn't understand. Also, the set design was like really confusing. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because I have so many thoughts about the set design. Okay, okay, okay. So anyways, <laughs> we, it opens up. It's like, um, it's basically like, Capone in and of itself is kind of like a mood piece, I feel like. Or like uh, yes, this you know, was a mood piece. Yeah, it doesn't really have a plot. Right. Like, there's no real plot. Like, you can see the act breaks, but, like, there's nothing really punctuating any sort of, like, movement and action. Right. It's, uh... It was... It Tom Hardy did not do that good of a job. <laughs> This was like <laughs> legitimate. Nick said he had the same view, and I know we're gonna get into it, yeah. but this is pretty much just Scarface two, uh, the Scarfacing without any of the fun part. No, of none of the fun parts. Well, so, some it's a, there's some Tommy gun, machine gun stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. There's. I'm okay. sorry. It is. I, I know that Scarface is whatever it is, but I mean, you take a uh, uh, like a renowned actor. You put them in a part they're not age appropriate for, and yeah. then they speak in slobber gibberish, Italian <laughs> gibberish, except for I guess what was he? So he was Cuban. What? Who's, who's Scarf? Like what? Was oh Scarf? yeah, he yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Tony Montana's Tony, from Cuba. Yeah. yeah, right. And he and the entire time with Scarface, if you're not familiar, Al Pacino yeah. spoke in this insane. I don't know, general Latin X gibberish, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> uh, very spitty, saliva fueled. Uh, growl yells yeah and like spitting and like sweating and he looks like he smells bad and then literally tom hardy is doing the same thing i think they were wearing like very similar outfits okay well let's talk about it because i do i disagree i do not think tom hardy was doing the same thing that's really annoying to me (laughs) but i would say i would say it was significantly um it was it absolutely was incomprehensible his performance like literally i mean what was he doing 
he was okay you want to know i came up with a bunch of them i mean most of my notes were about trying to explain to people what tom hardy is doing in this movie so here's some of my notes okay 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 it's he's doing everything that's easy to make fun of brando's corleone but mixed with al pacino's scarface if scarface had throat cancer oh okay that's, that's one. a pretty good one okay here we go are you roasting tom hardy okay the next one okay <laughs> I said because they watch The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I have so many thoughts about that. So uh, he does look like the cowardly lion mixed with Tin Man, um, but as pale as Dorothy Dorothy with the same red lips and slippers. Oh, (laughs) okay. Okay, here we go. But with the voice of the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay, okay. Okay, then I said he reminds me of Syl from Sopranos (laughs) mixed with... Andre the Giant from The Princess Bride. Oh, okay, <laughs> slow. <laughs> what else did I write? I wrote, um, oh, I said, yeah, he's 48 years old acting like the guy from Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> that like made, I mean, I don't know, man. Those are all pretty much accurate. It's just, yes. that's basically it. It wasn't that good. It's like a mood piece. <laughs> the plot is basically like, they bill it as this like race to find Capone's money. Right. But- I think that it, like what it turns out to be is like this psychological mood piece where like you actually realize nobody's really there and he's hallucinating. Right. All of the best parts are in his imagination and they easily just could have been in reality. Yeah, right. Every time something cool happened and then you realize he was just imagining it, it just like pulled the punch. I was like, oh, so he didn't shoot his whole family. Like, I mean, come on, just if you're going to do it, do it. I don't know. Right. I just thought the whole I was like, the whole thing was like a big psych. Oh, oh. Okay, it's it's picking up. This is actually really interesting. Just kidding. That guy doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, right. There's sort of like are you two. Kidding me? There's like two inherent interesting things about this story. Okay, that, what are they? That could have been one is the tension of whether or not Al Capone is actually faking mental illness to stay out of jail which would have been awesome except for that obviously wasn't true that wasn't the story at all and they didn't even try like he's he's clearly has full-blown like dementia immediately and no one ever questions it and nothing no part of the movie except for one very little tiny poignant moment where one of his sons says, dad, you can drop the act right now. And then he doesn't drop the act. Which he says that after he pissed himself, like in the best of times, in the best of times of this movie, when Al Capone is articulate, remotely articulate, is kind of engaged, is still a patriarch. They have a big Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And then he sits down with his consigliere and his son, and they're talking and then he pisses himself. Yeah. And that's like, that's the best version of this guy. Yeah, right. You know, so you're like, well, obviously, like, this is not going well. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but it could, well, we have to talk about the poop stuff. We'll talk about the poop stuff. Okay, in a I think this is what I think. Okay. <laughs> this is, this, this <laughs> yeah. is a lot to unpack. I think we should start from the beginning. Okay. The movie opens the scene where, like, he's stalking someone in his house. So he's like Capone's walking down this long hallway and it's totally quiet and empty and he's stalking and he walks into a bedroom. He has like a, one of those fire pokers. Like he's going to kill whoever. Like he's going to kill whoever's in his house. Right. And then he walks in this bedroom and the bedroom door closes like the closet door in the bedroom. So somebody's in there. He's got this fire poker and he opens the door and there's this little kid and then all these little kids start coming out and they're screaming. And the thing I wrote, 
is Italian children of the corn. Cause that was, yeah, that's what it, it was. was like the weirdest, like yeah. they all were like identical with like black hair. That's one thing. It's like, okay, they get Tom Hardy to play Capone. Right. So then they're working like really overtime to be like, but he's Italian. Yeah. Right. You know? So there's like some really intense Italian gibberish almost immediately. And then it's like, and these kids, it's like when you, okay, if you're a fan of like the Godfather, right? Yeah. Like that's one of my favorite movies. There's a, you know, that's the Godfather has, like multiple scenes with like lots of kids running around in a backyard or like yeah, kids right. chasing, yeah, you know, right. um, what's his face in the garden. Yeah. You know, right. Like, that's how, that's how the Godfather dies. Right. It's like right. playing hide and seek. It's yeah. like very, an echo of that yeah, vibe. Right. I mean, it's com- just a complete uh, it's a, steal. Or yeah. Whatever. It's completely steal, but a derivative. It's so yeah, derivative. It's so yeah. derivative. But the thing is, it's like in the Godfather, they all the kids have natural hair color. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there are some blondes, there's some brunettes mixed in, like whatever, because they are know that they're dealing with being Italian. They like, that's got, the thing. Yeah, I I, I wrote so I know. Okay, we were want to start at the beginning. Sorry, this is already off the train wrecks. Okay. But one of my notes I took was for sure. Okay, I get it. It's 2020. Italian people are white. Like I get it. But not in 1931. This movie takes place in 1931, and they got this all white ass cast. I know. to play these Italians, I know. and it was except for uh, the one woman from Sopranos. It was just like it was just they're they're so white. It's really weird, but everyone has dyed black hair. I called, um, I said, is uh, is Tom Hardy pa- playing Al Capone or Pale Capone? <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. Uh, okay, so anyway, sorry. So my first note was yeah. in the progression of things. First, uh, Italian children of the corn. And then second, what year is this? Because the whole thing looked like it was from the 70s. Do you agree with me? It looks, There's yes. nothing about that that looked like a 1931 man. Well, 1931 is such a cool era. Yeah. It could have been like so interesting and cool. It just, and I mean this in a mean way, even though it shouldn't be that mean. It just looked like a high school theater's production version of 1931. I mean, it was... Like, it was terrible. Like, was the set so design bad. was... And everything... Like, it just didn't have any... Like, zero ounce of authenticity, but also no fun choices. Yeah. Like, no cool no colors. Yeah. Except for one thing. What? Al Capone's going losing his mind pajamas outfits is my new style icon that's so funny i don't even remember that oh my god this i'm gonna trust me i will be posting some pictures on our instagram stories because before this my (laughs) other style icon that i secretly wanted to copy was from that terrible guy Ritchie movie uh the gentleman that we saw remember so bad it was terrible but colin farrell and his like weird like ninja breakdancing crew like thief like den of oh, thieves yeah. people had I those like incredible track suits and i've been like I, that's how i want to dress but when i get home after dressing like those breakdancing den of thieves people i want to dress like tom hardy's uh al capone in pajamas because that was really 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 good Big that's fan of so that. funny that you and i are just so um interested in different things <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i don't know for me so like then they open with this scene they're running around screaming whatever and then it's like a huge thanksgiving dinner and you have like his whole family and a bunch of little kids yeah and they're all sitting around they're saying what they're thankful for yeah for thanksgiving yeah and then and and tom hardy gets up and he does a speech and the speech i honestly couldn't understand what he was saying and then at the end he's kind of telling the story about how this is supposed to be the epic way. This is like before the title card comes up. Yeah. Like, so it's the epic way you introduce Al Capone. Right. 
And the message of the movie is they were really poor. Right. And now they're rich. And now they're going to shove it in Brooklyn's face. <laughs> yeah. But they're in Florida yeah. and nothing else in the movie has to do with Brooklyn. Like, yeah, it's right. like not even close. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, yeah. if you said like anything, it's like family is everything, which they say a lot. But like oh in The Godfather, God. you know, yeah. like they say something like you have a scene, like the scene that's really classic is when they all find out that. Al Pacino is going to drop out of college and join the army. Right. right? Like that's the, that's the big scene that buttons everything. So it's very, again, very derivative. So like this movie opens on a big family scene with like a speech, you know, and then closes on the same kind of family scene. And like in that, the conversation is a perfect metaphor for how, his journey as the godfather begin mm-hmm. and the idea of family falling apart or who's making a huge choice you know right. like it's got this huge imp- like thematic implication right. so it makes complete sense that it would button like begin and end this incredible journey of al pacino becoming the godfather right. right he's the one who takes a stand and does his own thing and even though he seems like a kind of a wiener he's like doing something like defying the whole family but right. he's also stepping out to be a man on his own right and really showing this immense amount of like kind of like agency and power right and that's what leads to all of these choices you know right. until it gets to the end when he's the leader Right. You know, and you're you're watching this and it, it means it means more the second time you see the scene than it doesn't the first time you see the mm-hmm. scene, you know, and this was exactly the same kind of vibe. And that's that scene was like literally so irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> that like yeah. it was just like, why did you even put that in? Just start the fucking movie after the title credits. Yeah, right. That was just boring. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it, all it did was set it up to be like, is this gonna be a haunted house movie? I know. I completely and I was like, are these like the fake kids was so weird to me. And that would have been like this other really cool co- movie that the premise sort of had the potential to exploit, which is like, is it a haunted house movie? Yeah, which would have been cool. Is it a is it a treasure hunt movie? Yeah. Or is it a movie where like you really don't know? Yeah. In the same way that like ghost stories are kind of like who's haunted and is it in their mind or whatever? It's like, is this person losing their mind? Are they actually tricking everyone? And how far yeah. would this be willing to go? And what's what is a person's perception of someone losing their mind? You know what I mean? Totally. Like, if it had been from the perspective of the his wife or uh, his son so good. or his um or the or the uh the FBI agents that are like listening in the whole time or his lawyer or literally anyone that's just like I don't know what to do the whole time or I I just don't know what to make of him. Like sometimes he kind of makes sense, sometimes he doesn't. We think there's 10 million dollars buried here somewhere. That would have been such a cool movie and then to mix that in with it being a treasure hunt movie like if or just make him completely um, full-blown dementia because he's All had this is, what, he's ahead. had syphilis since he was 14 which is insane so so he and was, he's had the same doctor that whole time <laughs> the, there's this guy Coop from uh, Twin Peaks yeah. is the doctor and he's like yeah well he's been the same doctor for like his whole life right and then it's like why didn't you help him right and that would have been a cool movie because at one point like you realize that the 
doctor is trying to get information out of Al Capone for the FBI. It's like, then make it through his point of view. The whole thing is so stupid. Pick anybody's Any point of view. Any movie would have been better. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. And if it okay, had been... Well, I want to keep doing it. It also would have been a fun uh, movie if it was just Al Capone living with a bunch of crazy kids and it was just about... It was like Lost Boys, you I know? Mean, or like Peter cool. Pan. You but... know what I thought? I thought his family was just going to be straight trash. Yeah, You know right. what I mean? Like crazy, violent kids who are out of control. Yeah, right. Because he's supposed to be... the He's a complete maniac. Yeah. I mean, he is acting like Scarface. He's like, that's right, Brooklyn's <laughs> fucking face. Like, yeah, you're right. just like, what? That's your Thanksgiving speech? <laughs> you know, it's like you guys are not... You know, I was like, okay, well, maybe he like has this family that yeah. is like, instead of it being like you know, like the Godfather where they're kind of classy. Like, yeah, you know, right. like they're yeah, really yeah, yeah. like, we're, we are powerful, Yeah, you know, or even like the Sopranos where like, you know, they might be like kind of trashy in some yeah, ways, right. but I mean like the women look great. They do themselves up. Like they have traditions, like there's right. a hierarchy of like the way you communicate. And this had the potential to be like some crazy, like Florida hillbilly, I don't know, man. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, the kids are bad and he's crazy. And I'm yeah, like, right. what if his wife was like wild <laughs> yeah, and right. like yeah, janky yeah, yeah. and like his brother was like crazy. Yeah, know? right. And they were just like friends with the uh, people that lived in around these like gator p- swamps and everything. Oh my God. That would have been so fun. That would have been so cool. Yeah, But it's like, instead it's just like, they're just boring and then nothing <laughs> makes sense. Okay. So we're going to keep going. Um, so I said, who are all these people? <laughs> that made sense. Gibberish Italian. This is Scarface all in caps. Scarface 2. The eye makeup was insane. Think of like the mask from that Jim Carrey movie. Like, yeah. It's not green, but it's white and sickly. It looked so bad. So in his best case scenario, like before his quote unquote deterioration, yeah. like in the Thanksgiving scene, he's having a meeting with his brother or his son and his like consigliere and they're sitting watching TV or watching a fire and he is talking to them and puking in a garbage can. <laughs> yeah. And they're all just sitting there. He's like smoking a cigar, puking in a garbage can. He has broken capillaries all around both of his irises that yeah. are like filling with blood. Yeah. But it's like a Christmas scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's and Thanksgiving. Then it's, yeah. It's at Thanksgiving <laughs> and they're all sitting there. And then as they're talking and like, it's the first time, like that's actually the first time that like, the son starts to ask him questions about what he remembers. Yeah. And so I I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like now everyone is going to be on some level testing his memory. Right. Like I thought that would have been really cool. He's like, oh, dad, you remember this time that yeah. this thing happened and he doesn't remember. And he's like, no, you remember it. And like trying to show him a picture yeah. or something. And I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting thing. They're already starting to test his memory in this like subtle way. And that subtlety was capped off by just straight up pissing its pants yes it was just like the cherry on top of this kind of interesting psychological scene was just he just pissed his pants and then he's like oh christ get a towel (laughs) and then don't tell your mother he says don't tell your mother (laughs) but here's the thing based on the our expectations like we talked about before this thing i needed that to be a full-on sound effect poop your pants moment i know they eased in with this pee your pants thing. And I will say this right now. Those NPR people that we listen to led us astray. There is one scene where the wife jumps out of bed and he shit the bed. And right. then there's and that's o- the next scene. And that's very that's shortly, very after, shortly that. after he pissed and his And then pants. there's only one big poop your pants moment in the whole it's thing. It's at the top of the third act. And boy, it does not disappoint. It, 
<laughs> it's hella funny. Neil Brennan's <laughs> sitting there. It only no, it doesn't disappoint. It's great, but I needed that to happen many times throughout this movie. Okay, well let's keep going like chronologically. So the other super important thing that happened in the first part of this movie is that he has all of these statues, Greek marble statues, and it, it seems like they're being taken away because they're starting to lose money. So to f- help keep funding this, they're cu- they're bringing these statues away, and he keeps saying, "Don't touch my lady Atlas." Don't touch my lady Atlas. So that means that one of his statues has a big sheet over it, right? Like it could be taken away any day, but he's just like, if anyone touches that one, I'll kill you. Except the way they have this sheet hung over it. It's a it giant lo- dick and balls. It's huge dick and balls. It it's was just so like this weird. giant phallic thing that he keeps pointing at and calling Lady Atlas. And it could and you never not- saw it once. Do you guys remember in Austin Powers when there's that bit where he's trying to say dick or whatever, but instead it just cuts to all the different phallic things and people are like pointing at it and calling it whatever it is like a hot dog or like the rocket through the sky or whatever it could have cut to this movie and just said lady atlas it was so intense and then you're like oh well clearly the 10 million is hidden in the i know i was like well obviously the 10 million million is hidden in there i mean it's just like what you guys i i am sorry i'm like how do these people get the money to do this? I have no idea. This is it's so annoying sometimes when you watch something that's that poorly written. How how did you get to do this thing? <laughs> yeah, right. We have been trying for so long to do anything <laughs> professional yeah. and it's like this it's just like you watch something like that and it's like why does this even exist? <laughs> this is so bad. Well, one of the notes I took was just like, who is this even supposed to appeal to? I, uh, like, yeah. who is it meant for on any level? It can't I be would, like, I was dude, so excited think about mafia that. shit is cool. It's definitely not that. It can't be like art house people that want a mood piece because it's not good enough for that. It's just not good. Okay, so okay. then I said... Main thing, start at any other place in all caps. Yeah. It would have been better than Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, but there's there's one other plot point, which is that a, a long lost son calls. Oh, yeah. And and it's just like, it's it almost seems interesting. And then it's just not. Well, he calls, he's with the FBI. So one right. thing that you see yeah. is like now it cuts back. So this is the part that to me, like that it was so confusing. Yeah. is like there's the FBI who's surveilling them and then it goes in and out of like different people not being real and different in and out of like hallucinations yeah and at one point he walks into the bathroom and there's an fbi agent in the bathroom like bugging his shower yeah (laughs) and then he just looks at him and then turns around and walks out of the bathroom right and it's like so is the fbi real right part of me was like They show a lot of FBI surveillance and he keeps seeing FBI agents running around the line of the property. Yeah, on, on the this, other like, side lake. of the alligator swamp. You think, oh, that's real. But then literally no real person. Like once you figure out who's a ghost and who's real. Yeah. Right. Then he'd be sitting with his, I think this character's real, his wife who's taking care of her. Yeah. Him, and there's an FBI agent running around in the middle of the day. <laughs> in plain sight on this lake and he gets yeah. up and he's like hey get off of Manamone!" like he's like yelling at him and his wife is like what are you doing it's like wait so she can't see the fbi like on what level is the fbi yeah, right. a ghost yeah. is she a ghost is he hallucinating the fbi <laughs> yeah, you know right. you're just like at this point i'm like well who fucking cares i don't even know i like none of this is real you know yeah of course Anyway, yeah, his son his son was there for some reason. Nobody understood. I wrote, is everyone pretending they can't see the FBI? <laughs> yeah, right. And then shortly after that, you get some good 
uh, Italian children of the corn. And that's really what leads to the first shitting the bed scene. Right. It's really, it goes, oh my God. So there really are haunted children in this house. Like holding a balloon, like the shining or something. It was just like so insanely fake. It was so dumb. And the bed, like, and like the whole scene where he shits the bed is very similar to the scene where the guy finds the horse head in the bed. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like they're all lying peacefully in the bed. It's a very similar (laughs) four posted bed. Yeah. And she starts screaming as if, you know, she's discovered something awful. And then she rips back the covers to reveal it. Yeah. You're totally right. There's literally like, okay, listen, it looks, I have never shit in a bed before. But I can't imagine if you were wearing pants and underwear that you would get literal shit all like he's not naked. Right. But somehow they're lying next to each other. And then all of a sudden he projectile shits all like the, the bed is like pants full of poop. <laughs> yeah, like right. it's like there's a huge pool <laughs> of poop and she's freaked out. Uh, but it's like. Yeah, you should be freaked out. That was like a fire hose. Dude. Yeah, right. Take him to the hospital. Yeah, he 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 blew a hole in his pajamas. I mean, that's that was. We have to repair those pajamas and clean them, and so I can wear them. Yeah, right. What? Oh yeah, so you can wear them. Yeah. So me, because I want them. So then, shortly right after that, she calls Matt Dillon, right? Who also- is? Imaginary. He ends up being imaginary. But how? I don't. Anyway. But but why? Oh, I guess because he ends up being the person that they killed that he's haunted by or something. Why would they have a scene where the wife calls him? Right. Why is that the scene? And then she calls him and he's like having sex with some lady and it doesn't have anything to do with his character. And we never see the lady again. Right. And then he's like, instead of finishing having sex with her, he just like gets up and leaves. (laughs) It's like the weirdest, (laughs) like pointless sex scene I've ever. So stupid. I could not imagine being that actress, man. I know, I know. Just to be like, that's it. Like you just have this, you're this blurry image. Like Matt Matt Dillon's having sex with. And then he's like, I gotta go. Yeah, right. And then like, it doesn't add anything to the plot. And you know, you don't get your face doesn't get to be in it even like nothing. Like what? Yeah. It's it, just so awful. so awful. So anyways, then shortly after that, Matt Dillon ends up on a boat in which they shoot a mechanical alligator that jumps out of the water. That looked so fake. I mean, I that was, that was, I mean, it looked like the practice version of jaws or well, something. This is how it goes though. Okay. So this is, this is the logic of the movie. The concerned wife calls one of his like lackeys and says, come and help me with my husband. He's right. a little out of control. And I need a little help. And he says, no problem. And he runs down. Uh, he takes a flight, comes down, goes to Florida. He shows up in Florida and he starts hanging out with Al Capone. And then Al Capone and people are kind of pumping him a little bit about the money already. Yeah. And so then Al Capone who thinks that his whole place is bugged by the FBI, he decides to dress up like a woman in a hat and a dress and sunglasses. (laughs) And they get in a car and they drive in Al Capone's car. So like if you're FBI, you're going to be like, well, that's his car. Right, that car coming from the mansion that we didn't see go in there. Right, and the old lady in the seat (laughs) looks just like Al Capone. Who has the huge sores on her face that we can see from four miles away. Simplest sores. So then like dressed as a woman, they drive to go to his boat, which is right by his house. So it's like, I don't know who they're fooling. Yeah, right. And then they get on the boat and they start fishing and he's, he says, I, I hid $10 million. I wrote this down because it's so bad. He goes, I hid $10 million. And Matt Dillon goes, 
what? <laughs> he goes, I hate 10 million dollars. And Matt Dillon goes, where? And then Al Capone goes, I don't know. <laughs> and then an alligator that's faker than anything I've ever seen jumps up and they shoot it with a shotgun. He jumps up and bites the fish that Al Capone is catching. <laughs> yeah. And then he shoots him with a shotgun and explodes this alligator. And then Matt Dillon's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're going to go back to jail. He's like worried about him like getting a felony. And it's like, he's on a boat, dude, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Like, you're just like, what? So then he gets his lady clothes back on. They drive back to the mansion. <laughs> and then they sit there. And then Al Capone's chilling. And then he turns around. And the chair that Matt Dillon is in is empty. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was not real at all. But don't worry. Matt Dillon does come back. And they have a very college uh screenplay 101 level conver philosophical conversation about the wizard of oz and whether or not the uh lion was actually cowardly i mean i just couldn't even with that and then like right so so okay like that whole <laughs> matt dillon's i guess a fake ghost and that's like okay well that's pretty intense yeah so after the whole fake matt dillon is a ghost thing it cuts to the next like most unnecessary scene of all time <laughs> yeah. which is the weirdly like condescending fbi uh director, like, director yeah, yeah. having that really classic uh hitler scene we talked about earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which like in the context of it you're just like why 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 would you ever like it's like Nobody cares. The good version of this movie could have felt like um, a copy of a Coen Brothers movie in a yeah. lot of ways. The difference is, is that every time the Coen Brothers get weird, it gets interesting, right? So, oh yeah, totally. and every time this movie gets weird, it just turns remarkably cliche. Yeah, either cliche, incredibly boring, yeah, or it violates the logic of the world in a way. You're just like, okay, so is everyone a ghost? Or yeah, like, right. What's the point? Well, and then the other thing, like the other, to me, it's like this would be a basic obvious thing, but just make your supporting cast interesting and fun. Like that's one of my very favorite things about the Coen Brothers movies. Oh, yeah. Is like the casting is just, they're like. Well, it's because they're going to kill off the main guy every single time. <laughs> well, like that's... if you're going to do that, you have, everybody has to be interesting. It's right. Like... Everyone is so interesting. <laughs> and this movie could have been so much better if they had just made any effort to have any of the other performances be interesting on any level. So we cut back to like, basically then they like, there's this really long scene where they watch the wizard of Oz and <laughs> you know, whoever wrote the screenplay is like really thinking they're writing this like metaphorical, like genius yeah, right. sort of thing. And it's like, obviously, I mean, to me, it's obviously like he says, he says, like, admits about the money and then sees that Matt Dillon's a ghost. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's like, obviously, it's like that was the inciting incident. And then it's just like, he's like, whoa, that's wild. And then they have, like, all of these, like, philosophical debates about, yeah, like, right. the cowardly lion. It's just like none of it. They didn't earn any of it. Yeah, right. And also, like, I'm like, come on, man. The Wizard of Oz. It's, like, I mean, it's literally, it's so cliche. Yeah. That's why it just feels like what a college kid thought would be awesome yeah, or something. Like, Whoa, this is so <laughs> yeah, rad. Right. I wish they would just give me that money. Yeah. It's really right at this part of the movie that you realize like, oh, there's, this isn't going to be anything for yeah, the rest the of this movie. the wheels like completely have fallen off. They're like, they're, they're, then you realize like, oh, it wasn't even a vehicle. Like there were no wheels to begin with. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I'm just watching a cart fall end over end down <laughs> yeah, right. like a dry grassy hill <laughs> yeah, right. it's like well i i all i know is that time is going so eventually this will come to an end yeah. 
But besides that, there, but not without like a couple of good like insanely hilarious cliche mafia lines like you know the only thing that matters is how a man treats his family yeah they say that a lot i mean basically like it it, it just like there are people who are ghosts and then they're not ghosts and then he goes through this long sort of stupid ass dream journey where like he sees everyone again there's one scene that's really drastic where this guy stabs his other guy in the neck like 40 times and you're just like ah and then there's another drastic thing where like Matt Dillon comes back as a ghost and takes out his eyes and like gives them. Oh, I forgot. Do you remember that? Yeah. He's yeah. like, I watched this whole movie. I have no idea why he's doing that. Yeah, right. Well, he ripped out his eyes and handed <laughs> them to. It was the weirdest thing. He's like, here you go, man. And it was like, and he's just like, ah, ah. <laughs> Well, at one point, I think then Al Capone has a stroke. That's so right, then yeah. for some reason, the thing he needs to now not do is smoke cigars. Yeah, so now they replace his cigar with a carrot. With carrots. Yeah. So they're literally putting carrots in Al Pacino's or Tom Hardy's mouth to act like cigars. And it's just like, let the guy smoke cigars. Like, that doesn't make any sense. At he this had point, a stroke. No one here wants him to prolong his life anyway. No, they like, all want him to die because it's just like he's sh- just shitting everywhere and he's insane. It's torture to keep him alive. Yeah. It's like, let him smoke cigars. Hopefully that'll kill him in a week. Yeah. That would be great and put him out of his misery. It's no, that, so stupid. That made this the carrot thing. So then, like, <laughs> imagine this. It's him, like it's Tom Hardy not making any sense and you can't understand what he's saying and he's got a giant ass butt end of a carrot in his mouth yeah. and he's... uh suspicious of everyone and his eyes are basically bleeding at this point and he's like and then he gets interviewed by the fbi and then to end the interview with the fbi he just shits himself (laughs) that's when the big shit happens and it's a big big one neil brennan is sitting there being the lawyer and i'm just like you know neil brennan's like he never acts like he's a stand-up comic like he's never in tv shows or movies it's cool and he was so bad (laughs) and then so so anyways it's just like the (laughs) fbi guys trying to ask Al Pacino questions and he, he can't answer me like basically is just not functioning on any level and then he says like were you the head of the biggest crime syndicate during prohibition blah 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 and then it's just like silence and then just and then it cuts to each character like going like gross like closing their like like pinching like, their nose like the mo- like if you were watching that 70s show when they have like the chiefing sessions and they're like yeah, yeah, smoking and the, yeah. the camera pans yeah, to everybody's right. like expression it was basically that meanwhile just I could... and then it stops and there's just a beat and <laughs> then it just stops and there's a beat and neil brennan goes my client has no idea what's going on <laughs> And then the FBI is like, okay. And then they just like wrap just their leave. stuff up and leave. And they never come back. And the FBI is like, whatever, dude. Okay, I guess we won't do this anymore. And You're that's like, what that's I wrote. Who is this meant to appeal to? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we didn't even talk about the fact that they made the biggest deal about the diapers. Coop comes in and he's like, okay, well, he's and he's holding up a giant pair of like adult cloth diapers and like, waving them around and like making a joke about it they also look absurd like i get that it's the 30s but probably diapers at that time made some sort of sense i mean who knows but i'm just i just am like that was unnecessary like (laughs) there's no reason why that needed to be the truth (laughs) yeah so basically 
it just ends with him finding a gold-plated Tommy gun. And then the first person he shoots is the gardener, which was like the nicest person in the whole stupid well, it's just ass like movie. mean-spirited of this guy, to, to, of this director, to be like, oh, we'll shoot the gardener that you knew he was going to kill from the beginning. I know. And it was just like, you're, he's just irrelevant for some reason or another. It's just like, what? And then, yeah. then he goes out. And this is the best part of the movie. This should have happened top of shit your pants, right? Not even shit your pants. This should have happened like top of act one. Yeah. Like pee your pants or whatever open with murdering your family. Yeah, so he right. like comes out and he's like hunting them with a Tommy gun and just like spraying gibberish everywhere. Yeah. And uh, that ended up being imaginary too. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and then <laughs> I just wrote, they really pulled their punches here. It's like, I've never wanted to see innocent people get killed more I mean, than in this part of this movie. Cause then finally, cause then you finally raise the stakes. It's Al Capone. Like the coolest thing about old mafia movies is walking down the street with a Gatling gun, like shooting people right and then the other thing that could have been awesome is like a war with the alligators and then the treasure shows up but instead the whole thing ends with the closing image of what ended up being the least interesting storyline which was the long lost son the thing ends with him holding hands with his long lost son at Thanksgiving with all these children of the corn hanging out the next year it's like Thanksgiving again it's just like why do people think that they need like the metaphor of the family jam jobbed in every stupid mafia and we movie. have no idea who the son is we don't know like who his mother is we don't know like it's it's just the dumbest plot point ever yes and i think my, <laughs> uh you know i mean what? the whole thing is great my favorite part is the only thing that was real is that he did actually shoot the gardener in the leg <laughs> yeah right and then you see the dick and balls statue wrapped in things on a truck like driving away yeah, that's and that's right. like the gardener's revenge yeah it's right. like well Okay. <laughs> but they didn't even give him the satisfaction of it being the gardener's revenge. It's literally dissatisfying on every level. Yeah, you are absolutely right. I don't know how anything could be more dissatisfying. <laughs> on so many That's, profound levels. I was like, we got done and I was like, do you want to watch a movie? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So I have, I feel like I want to read my last three notes. At this point, everything was just degenerating. Okay, great. Um, so my last three notes... Oh, yeah. Well, I did start with a neck stabbing. The neck stabbing thing was my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh, crazy. okay, cool. I thought it was really scary. I was scared. Yeah, it was good. I mean, they had this guy's face duct taped with tape that didn't look like it. It, it was like gaffer's tape, clearly from the set of a modern film. Know, it just was like, what? Who decided to tape this guy's face? It doesn't look anything like what it would look like. It was so dumb. Like this. Anyways. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. These are my last ones. Right. Uh, okay. So I was really excited. Uh, I wrote down shit to start the third act. Excited, but disappointed because I thought it was going to be happening the whole time. But yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Not enough diapers. Because uh -huh. <laughs> there weren't. <laughs> And uh, the very last note I have on my page, the money is in the dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like the reason why movies like this get made <laughs> to begin with. It's like, hey, you got an idea? It's like, oh, it's about Al, Al Capone and he's losing his mind. And they're like blank face. And he's like, uh, no, it'll be a big hit. Uh, the money's in the dick and balls. <laughs> Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you for listening. We have been saying reviews really help us because yes, they do. They and do. guess what we got this week? What did we get? We got two new reviews, baby. Oh, damn. Did they get five stars? They gave us five stars. Oh, my God. We haven't had any of those solid one star who named these guys comedians in a long time. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Somehow our average is still 4.5, which gets on my nerves. I well, you know, okay, we can't anyways. have it all. <laughs> Apparently we can't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are our reviews saying? Who are they from? We have one from MLCAV18. Okay. Always a fun listen. Amusingly relatable. The laughs, the fights, the daily grind. I love it all. <laughs> Nick and Muriel are a great team. Keep up the great work. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, we love you. Okay. So, so then nice. we got another love one it. that's like really great too okay good okay, this is from longtime listener meg far meg far okay great right, I so love you it. know he love her and she says you know your new best friends and then this girl wrote us the nicest i want you to like go online and read this review <laughs> is it <laughs> too long nicest, to read right now it might be too long but it's like so so wonderful okay. she, she just says the best things I okay just, well I give me know. some highlights Maybe i'm having cry. cries i'm having cries. i want to i want to cry she said you know i've been listening to them for a long time uh, so much so that they'll come up. Uh, this couple has begun to feel like some of my best friends. So much so that they'll often come up in casual conversation, oh. like, "Oh yeah, Muriel tried to make sourdough bread," <laughs> or Nick has an amazing special martini recipe. It's yeah. Like, uh, so <laughs> whoever much. they're talking to is like, "What is? Who are you talking about?" He's like, "Nick and Muriel have become household names in my household. It's kind of weird, but nonetheless, I'll continue to listen to these two hilarious humans." Oh, uh, that's like. Girl, that's so you. nice. Thank yeah, you I'm so having, much. I'm having good cries. Thank you um, very much. Thank you so much. Okay, so those reviews. And she calls the bomb.com. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is a hell in your 30s thing to do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, those reviews help us so much. And uh, oh, um, uh, last week we announced that we have started a Hella soundtrack playlist on Spotify. That's right. So if you want to find that link, I'm going to put it in the show notes of this very episode. And what that is, is it's just going to be a evolving, changing playlist. It's going to feature music that Muriel and I are really vibing out to mixed in with music that you guys are really vibing out to. So if yeah. you think, uh, if you want to suggest some songs to be added to the playlist, you can go ahead and email us, hellinyour30s at gmail.com or find us on social media and DM us because we want to know what music you're listening to because for sure music has been like a saving grace for me during this Corona shutdown. Yeah. And trying times, just music has been like one of the most important things in my life. And I've only been listening to the playlist that we put together based on... Uh, your guys' suggestions lately, and it's really improved my life. So if you want to hear what other Hella family members are up to, you can, I guess, just search for Hella Soundtrack on Spotify, and you can find it. Or I'll put the link in the show notes. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Actually, our listeners are the best. Thank you to Joy for our music this yes, week. Yes, so good, so good. We love you. Thank you to Ryan Ryan at Campfire and uh, everyone. I don't know. Who else do we have to thank? Everyone in the whole world. Thank you to you, man. If you're listening, you're blowing our mind, especially because this is literally the very end of the podcast. So if you really, <laughs> really, 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 really are listening right now, then thank you. Yeah, you get Okay, well, let's give him one little secret surprise. Very um, last thing. Do you have a joke? I, I feel like I wanted one secret surprise. Okay, well, then I guess we'll just do a little pre-pre-announcement, which is that coming up, we are going to start incorporating guests into Hell in Your 30s. Those are going to come. Those episodes are going to come out on Fridays. This is We're just getting it together. We haven't made the official announcement, but if you're still listening, we feel like you deserve a little bit of special info, a little inside the podcaster studio. Yeah. So we're going to start having guest episodes. That's going to be a really fun, like different format, same podcast feed. They'll come out on Fridays in addition to our Monday episodes. That's your surprise. I think feel like that was a good surprise surprise. i was gonna tell a joke about cows (laughs) what's your cow joke well my favorite one i might have told this but i don't think i did my favorite one is what do you call a mean cow 
And the answer is beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I came up with a couple of dad jokes that I really like. Okay, after we did our Dad's Day episode, I have some new ones. Are you ready for this? What's the opposite of the Sopranos? Um, what? The Sopran yeses. <laughs> What? No <laughs> you wanted a joke no, and you got I said one. A joke. A joke turns into eight terrible dad jokes. Okay, now we're just punishing you for still listening. <laughs> Bye, we love you. Oh, hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.